God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Welcome to our new program here on AFR called By Design, One Man, One Woman for Life, where we discuss all things related to God's design for marriage. You can visit afa.net slash by design to find articles, podcasts, and videos to educate and encourage you on building up your, your marriage and family the way God designed it. By Design's mission is to educate and encourage people to embrace God's design for marriage and family as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. We're your hosts for this podcast. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are going to talk about the sanctifying work Mm -hmm. um, that is marriage. Marriage is uniquely designed to um, help us conform more to the image and likeness of Christ. Amen. And too often when that work starts, it gets uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the prime reasons, (laughs) you know, for marriage. Like it's something that uh, helps us as individuals grow even in our walk with God, like God has set us uh, to, to be with uh, that a companion, you know, of your man. Then it's a woman, you know, to, mm-hmm. uh, to grow you spiritually as well, not just for companionship. But there's a lot that's refined uh, in a husband and a wife uh, through marriage. Yeah. And then there's a lot more. Even that's refined through children. Yes. You know, so this whole marriage and family thing, it's not just, you know, something that's just, oh, it's a good idea to do. It's a God idea. Amen. And it's something that helps us to grow even in God. Yeah. You know, I think it's sometimes will like it's difficult when the refining starts. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the idea of being sanctified through marriage, like um, growing in godliness, I think the idea of that is something that people tend to think, oh, how exciting. That's fun. Let's let's explore that. Yeah. But when the work starts, I don't think it often feels like a godly work yeah. that is being done. Sometimes yeah. it can feel like I'm just getting in your space. Yeah, and I think that's an important part about even like uh, premarital counseling yeah. and counting the cost, you know, of marriage before you get married. Because the, the thing is, you know, we, we have this idea of what marriage is supposed yeah. to look like. And sometimes it's based upon television shows True. or, you know, it could even be based upon people around us that we've seen. For better but, or for worse. Yeah, for better yeah. or for worse. But what about uh, God's prescription for marriage and what, you know, having a sober outlook on what to expect? Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that uh, would be talked about before marriage that should be talked about before marriage. Sometimes they're not talked about. And you and then you, you get married and you start to live these things out. And it's like, man, I, I wasn't expecting that, yeah. you know. Uh, so it's it's important uh, to not treat marriage haphazardly. Like yeah. just like, OK, you know, yeah. every, my friends get married, so I'm going to get married, too. Right. But, man, this is a, 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 a institution that God has set forth. That that man is a picture of Christ in the church. Yeah. And I I think also this idea, this notion that is very much like a it's like a Hollywood Mm -hmm. fairy tale type thing. This, um, you know, happily ever after. Mm -hmm. I think for the Christian, we might approach marriage differently 
if our desire was holy ever after, mm. like instead of this sort of like cotton candy feel of, you know, you complete me, yeah. um, you make, you know, this kind right. of thing. And, and so because I think if you go into marriage with the idea of holiness being your pursuit, then you can see where what might appear on the surface just to be sort of the clash of the titans. Yeah. You can see that, man, God is actually working in this so that when we rub up against each other the wrong way, mm-hmm. it might appear there's an opportunity for us to grow. And God, in so many of the tenets of our faith, so much of what we read in scripture, we have the opportunity to live it out first and foremost in proximity with one another as yeah. a husband and a wife. Yeah, and when I think about sanctif- sanctification, you know, uh, and growing uh, uh, in God, man, I think being married to you has been one of the, the most sanctifying things because you, you begin to see things in yourself that maybe you didn't see before. You know, I, as a single person, you know, one of the things I, I would have never classified myself as being selfish. You know, um, really? No, I wouldn't. You thought you were very generous. Yeah, I thought well, I was. But you, but you are and were very generous. <laughs> like I, for I a single person. For a single, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. a single person, yeah. yes. But go ahead, yeah. But I think one of the things that I, I begin to see is, that, you know, because when we got married, I was twenty-eight years old, and okay, so that's I, I would consider that to be a little later. Yeah, that's on, the, that's on the later side of marriage. Uh, okay, yeah. so I had more time to be selfish. <laughs> but you make it sound so negative when you say it that way, yeah. like apart from that you were only taking care of yourself. Yeah. And what you wanted yeah. to do that's the reality. within, you know, biblical reason, you did. Right. You know, so. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the reality. But it does uh, present something that has to be dealt with, you know, uh, after marriage. And then you begin to see, you know, when when the especially as being a man, when a responsibility is to, to think of someone else, um, you know, before yourself as and, and, and lay down your life as Christ did for mm-hmm. the church. And, and those things that, you know, we read about even in Ephesians chapter five, uh, man, it brings home like, wow, man, I'm really lacking in this area, you know. But the, the, the great thing about marriage is, it, you know, if you have a person that you're married to and that you have this understanding and foundation from the word of God and biblically speaking, then you can grow together and you sanctify each other. There are different things, you know, that you help to work out of the lives of your spouse, yeah. you know, just by doing life together. Yeah. It's so important that togetherness, that that closeness that the Lord has um Worked into marriage, I think, is so vital for us to understand, because if you go back to Genesis and you look at the creation account and you look at what God actually says of Eve, like he describes her Mm. as um, Adam's helper. Mm -hmm. And the word, the Hebrew word that is used there is Isaiah. And this is also a word that is used to describe God. Like, for example, like you think about this. So this word used to describe Eve is used only 21 times in the Old Testament, only 21 times, which is not a lot when you consider the Old Testament. Right. So but then when you start to break down, excuse me, when you start to break down um, how this word is used, it brings 
to light and I would say even in greater focus God's intent for the wife mm. um, as it pertains to her role uh, for her husband. So 21 times this word is used in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Twice it refers to Eve in Genesis chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Then three times it refers to um, nations that Israel called upon for help when they were under attack. Yeah. And then the remaining 16 times it refers to God. So you see in Old Testament scripture that God is referred to as Isaiah, mm. the helper of his people. Yeah. He comes to their aid. So this is not a diminished role that wives have in the life of their husbands. Like to be your helper, to be one who gives aid to you mm-hmm. is serious. In yeah. fact, it's so serious that it's the same word that is used to describe the type of aid that God gives to his people wow. Israel. And so you think about that in in um, light of the Old Testament. Well, then when you come to the New Testament yeah. and Jesus describes the Holy Spirit and he describes the work of the Holy Spirit, he actually describes the Holy Spirit also as the helper, mm. the helper is going to come to you. The yeah. helper is going to lead you and guide you. Um, he's going to confirm the truth, right? He's going to bear witness of the mm. things that I've taught you. And so I, when I think of that as a wife and I think of that in the context of what is my role, what's my responsibility to you, it is not to um, just wash the dishes. Yeah. Although it includes that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you also wash dishes. Yeah. So like we're, we're both doing that, but it is also to give aid to you. Mm-hmm. The type of aid that is meant by the word Isaiah, which means vital aid. Mm-hmm. It's an aid that God knows or knew you needed. And so for you, he had me mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, and likewise, right. He had you for me mm-hmm. because there is also there is shaping and molding that I need and covering and protection that I need. And God knows exactly how I'm designed. And so, man, when we start to see our marriages as God's personal intervention in our lives, like picking our spouse, mm-hmm. man, it really blows your mind to think of what God wants and intends to do in us individually and together yeah. via marriage. And this is amazing. I was just thinking, you know, I was going to ask you, uh, is there a real time uh, sanctifying uh, aspect that you uh, would speak of as far as our marriage? I, I, yeah. I think one thing, you know, uh, usually uh, opposites attract, you know, and, <laughs> and I think there's a lot of opposites in, in between us. Yeah. One thing is um, our family backgrounds. Yeah. Different. You know, I I grew up with um, mom, dad, you know, um, a functional home. So you grew up in an intact family. Yeah. 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 In an intact family. And so my outlook on marriage would have been a lot different from yours, you know, with a family that wasn't intact. Yeah. But I think we bring even those type of things uh, to the marriage. We're able to. Uh, if you, if we're willing to work through those things that would be differences, maybe in how you would do things opposed to how I would do things yeah. or, or even how I how I see uh, engagement or, or disagreement. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, whereas what I saw that, you know, in our house growing up. Uh, and it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't yeah, like the end no, of the world. But it was for me. Yeah. So like, yeah. even in those things, I think we help each other to grow um, to understand that, no, it's not the end of the world. 
we have a disagreement, we're going to be all right. But at the same time, you know, on, on my end, how to uh, be empathetic and how to love and how to understand that there are things, you know, that uh, you may not have seen, that things that I did see, you know, and to have a, a heart of like, man, not to just say like get with the program, yeah. but how can we help each other out and how can I serve you and, and things like that? Well, I think one of the things that you taught me, and there are many things that I have learned from you, I've been shaped by you um, as a follower of Christ. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, um, I think because my personality is such that it is, people think that I just kind of, you know, came to the world this way. <laughs> um, but so much of my conviction has been shaped by your leadership, like just saying, no, that's wrong. And, you know, we've we've got to say something about this or we've got to do that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But then in addition to that, one of the things that you have taught me, uh, we are in our 17th year of marriage, but you've taught me how to be angry well. Mm. And I didn't know how to do that. Like when we disagreed, um, man, I was horrible at being angry. Like mm. I would punish you and, and ignore you. Mm. And um, my intent was to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And and not even having an understanding that, okay, I have misunderstood what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, my intent was just, I'm hurt and I, I want to hurt back. Yeah. And man, through patience and love and the instruction of the scriptures, I learned how to um, be hurt, be angry. Um, but as the Bible says, don't sin. Yeah. Like you don't, you can be yeah. angry and you don't have to sin. Right. So I learned to come down off my emotions and to forgive um, quickly. Mm. I didn't forgive quickly. I, I, I wanted you to pay. Yeah. Like you've, you've hurt me and, and you're going to pay for this until I feel better. And I don't even know when that's going to be. Yeah. But one of the things that I, I learned is, man, to be able mm-hmm. To forgive quickly. Mm -hmm. And so like in our marriage, we um, developed for my sake Mm -hmm. um, this process by which if there is an injury or there is an offense, Mm -hmm. well, we want to be reconciled to one another quickly. But sometimes Mm -hmm. the emotions are still there. Yeah. Like you still feel it. And and so what I had to say was, I forgive you. Mm hmm. And I release you from any guilt or Mm -hmm. any harm that you feel as a result of this conflict. Mm -hmm. But then I would say, but I just need some time to come down off the emotion of it. Mm -hmm. So I forgive you. And that was important because I think even spiritually speaking, it sends a message to the evil one who wants to attack our marriages Mm -hmm. that you can't have this fight. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there's a disagreement. We're human. It's going to happen. But you are not going to exalt yourself in this. Mm -hmm. So when you say out loud and you say quickly, I forgive you, you are making a choice to obey God. Forgive as you've been forgiven. So that is a choice that we make. It it has nothing to do with what we feel. Mm -hmm. But then our feelings are real. Our feelings are there. So I have to say and learn to say to you, I forgive you. I just need a moment. My feelings were so hurt. Yeah. Which also (laughs) is a lesson in humility. Because I hated saying that I was hurt. Yeah, yeah. It made me feel weak and vulnerable, but that's what it was. I was hurt. It would manifest as anger because I felt like that was a stronger approach to it. Yeah, and I would say in the same sense, on my end, it was like understanding and, and, and knowing what you needed. Because, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, let's fix it. Let's get let's go. Let's go past this. You know, and I think that's also a work of, of sanctification and growing. Yeah. To understand your 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 uh 
your wife, you know. And the, and the thing was, my dad, he, one thing he always would say, he was like, man, you need to know your wife. Oh, I'm so you glad know, he said know that. Know your wife. Knows the, know the things that, you know, would upset her, would, you know, give her joy. You need to know your wife. And that's one of the things that, you know, through the years that I've, you know, become to, to know. Yeah. That, man, she yeah. just need a little space. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all right. Yeah. You know, because okay. in my, in my mind, I'm like, man, you don't forgive me. Like, <laughs> right, man, right, like how long right. are you going to hold on and to this? And you want the emotions or used to, you want the emotions to immediately accompany. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't do you like that. No, you and know? you don't. You know, when, <laughs> man, I forgive like, and we, you know, but yeah. man, just growing together and understanding like, hold on. There needs to be some time here. You know, we we will talk about this again. We yeah. will, you know, yeah. uh, flesh this out. But at the same time, you know, just steady. Just yeah. be cool, yeah. you know, and, and give that space. And I think that was something that I had to definitely learn. You know, it's amazing how the Lord um, has structured the family. And in the family, there is such an aid in how we view God. Yeah. So because I grew up in a fatherless home, I didn't have that initial sort of representation of um God as a father. So mm-hmm. I, I miss that. You know, there's something in my development that I guess was kind of arrested. I didn't I didn't get mm-hmm. to learn that. And one of the things that I developed over the years, and this is following the Lord, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize it until again, here I am in marriage, was that I I was following the Lord, but kind of in a state of independence. Mm-hmm. Like I love God and I know that I need him. But I think that there's a lot that I can do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot that I can just kind of fix and just and just yeah. solve. Yeah. And so I would not say ever with my mouth that I don't need God. But right. in many of my ways, even as a Christian, I lived that way. Just making decisions and, mm-hmm. and oh, I got to provide for myself. I got to do all of these things. And so then when you and I get married, you said something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in the first few months of our marriage, very mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Um And I didn't realize that I had been living this way toward you. You said, um, and I'm going to, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was something to the effect of, I I feel like you act as if you don't really need me. Mm -hmm. Like you, you act as if, you know, it's just sort of like optional. Like if I, if I were not here tomorrow, you'd just be okay. Yeah. And I, when you said that, my initial thought was like, (laughs) Of, of course not, because we're married and that's not Christian. But when I stopped for a second, you know, and I really thought about what you were saying, I realized, yeah, that's true. Mm. I did feel that way. Yeah. I did feel like I don't need you. And I felt like I don't really need anybody. It's mm. not personal. Mm. I just don't need anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. But man, having that pointed out in my life where then I have to go to the Lord and, and like, Lord, what is what's wrong mm-hmm. that I feel that way? Right. It took us about, um, I don't want to exaggerate, but a couple years, yeah. maybe three, for me to say, I need you. Yeah. That was a big deal. People often talk about being able to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved you as a brother. Mm-hmm. I saw the way you lived. I respected you mm-hmm. as a brother. Um, my nickname for you was Bishop. Yeah. So those things were all very easy. My challenge and my task was to need you, to put mm-hmm. myself in a place where I would be willing to say, okay, I'm not okay yeah. if you're not here. Yeah. That, that to me was very difficult. It took a long time. And so you can just imagine in the years of trying to get to that place, 
um, the amount of injury that I inflicted upon you. <laughs> but it was your patience, really, that showed me the love of God and how and man, and even God just showing me how this is how I approach him. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I yeah. don't say it because because I'm, you know, I don't want God to judge me. <laughs> but he knows my heart. And my heart was that. Uh, I mean, I kind of, you know, yeah. I kind of can do this. I yeah. kind of am okay. And so that's a part of that sanctifying work that yes. without having someone like you mm-hmm. with whom I am one flesh to say, this is what you're giving off. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been forced to explore that in that way and right. to see the implications of that. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, you know, about sanctification, you know, as it applies to our walk with Christ, you know, that's not a point that we have here as, you know, just being human, that we get to where we have arrived. That yes. we're going to constantly be being sanctified. And I feel the same way as in marriage. It may look different over the years. There may be some things where, okay, I understand this now, and I, I have a handle on how to adjust to this in this situation or what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But there's always something, you know, uh, to, to grow in. Yeah. You know, even, and like, and I know people have been married way longer than we have. Sure. But even in our 17 years, it's like, I find that, man, there are certain things that, you know, man, I need to adjust here now. You know, and as you implement, or, uh, as you add children to the mix, oh there, there are more things that, you know, uh, you have to adjust to. And uh, I'm a person <laughs> that don't like to change and, you know, have like... You don't like changes to your schedule. No, no. You're I have, very, like, regimented. You yeah. have a routine. You're very disciplined. Yeah. And yeah. so one thing I had to grow in or be <laughs> sanctified in is, you know, how to be flexible, how to grow to, to be flexible and I still have a hard time with that, you know, but like when plans change and when things happen and when it's like not oh, like, man. you know, you're planning out to be, you know, all those things. And those things could be marriage killers. if you Oh, allow my goodness, it. because I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. So I am like historically on the fly, mm-hmm. everything like just, oh, well, let's do this. Oh, well, we're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, we decided we're going to do this. And man. For a while, if you can remember, because my family is a little bit like that, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you're what? Yeah, we're just going to go drive somewhere. Yeah. Like, and, and my and family's not. No, you guys are very much like planned out. And if they say they're going to come, say, yeah. they will be here. You and know? my family is not planned out. Mm-hmm. And they might say, hey, we're coming this weekend. And then the it weekend rolls around and mm-hmm. maybe may they not. don't show up. Yeah. And the thing for me is that I'm okay because I know that life. Like and see, I under, and I'm not offended. And that's a whole different. But you level. are like what? Yeah, and that's a whole different <laughs> level. You talk about this whole thing. It's like, and I and I tell people when you get married, it, yeah, you and your your wife, you know, you're becoming one. But families, and, we're all joining yeah, together. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, that's all of that. All of those things are adjustments. You yeah, know, and things that man could really. Uh, do do harm to a marriage if you're not watchful and, and you're not committed yeah. to say no matter what. You know, even small things like you have a certain way as far as cleanliness and oh different boy. things. Here we go. And I know that's yes. this is like really you know, I guess, you know, it's it's not anything spiritual to no, me about this. No. But, you know, ways things should be handled. You know, when you're cleaning. <laughs> There's it, an order, Will. There is a process for cleaning. There are some things. I've listen, learned. There is, <laughs> there is a continuum. I don't know if that's the right word, but there is sort of like when you're cleaning, there are certain things that are dirtier <laughs> than others. So you have to have like an order that like, you know, you right. build. You don't go from like 
the dirtiest thing than to the not so dirty <laughs> thing. And so anyways. Now, and I was just saying you learn even in things like that. You grow because, yeah. you know, when you first married and you're like, man, why is he tripping about this? And that I touched the broom oh. and then, oh. you know, then went, went to went, like the yeah, clean clothes. Yeah, or something. I went to the refrigerator. Oh, <laughs> that should not even be a question. I can't believe you use that as an example. I mean, my hands are still clean. No, you know? they're not. though. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, why can I use this basket that I just put the dirty clothes oh. in and take why? the clean clothes out of the dryer why? and put it okay. in the same basket? Why not? I did it growing up. <laughs> oh, oh, your poor mom. We're not going to relitigate that. We, by God's grace, have already decided that I was completely right. And and I think us kind of working our way through a pandemic put everybody who's like me up on a pedestal. We had been knocked down because we we were reduced to germ phobes. But now everybody sees, oh, hand washing is good. Yeah. And, and look, and I would say <laughs> those type of things, although we're laughing, they yeah. could be really like. They were. You know, they could be. They were tense and and because I would feel personally slighted when you wouldn't do things the way I thought they should be done. Mm-hmm. And you would feel personally slighted that I was angry that you weren't doing things right. the way I it's thought like, they should what? be done. Yeah. Right. So here's the thing, though. And, and this is really interesting. I have learned not to take certain things so seriously. Mm-hmm. You have learned to see the importance of those things, even independently of me. Yeah. Like there, and, and that takes humility to be able to say, you know what? I didn't see that before, mm-hmm. but now that you say that, I kind of understand that. And I am like, you know, there are certain things that I did growing up that yeah. I can kind of pull back on. Yeah. Certain things, certain things, not because, all, you know, and, and I think that's even a point of growth that if there's a, a, a slip up, <laughs> you know, it's something that you know. You want to talk about recently? <laughs> I feel like you're. I feel like you're going. No, I'm just saying. There's a slip is up. Pillowcase. Is that what you're thinking? There, there's well, there's yeah. There's, I mean, oh, yeah. Goodness. Anyways, you know, there's grace. There's more fine. grace than when we were first married. You know, for sure. You know, so those things for you grow sure. in. Yeah. Where you know, it's a compromise. It's like okay, I can see that yeah. now. You know, certain things you don't see in the beginning. You know, all in all. I believe marriage serves to make us better. Yeah. And these things do make me better. Yeah. These things make you better. And and we have been, and this is the blessing of it. It's like we are refining each other for each other. Yeah. So it makes, it's, it's better for us together. Like yeah. we both benefit from this refinement that we're going or that we've experienced. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like we, we both, it, it's sort of like excuse the expression kind of the Lord uses us to fix each other for each other Hmm. so that we actually are on the receiving end of the work that he is doing through marriage while at the same time participating, like we are active participants. And so it's a blessing, but too often husbands and wives are ready to just sort of like jump overboard when it it gets too thick. I would say that in the thickest part of it, Mm -hmm. know that you're going to look back on that and that's going to be a part of what you give glory to God for. Look at what he has done Mm -hmm. in our life. Like Mm -hmm. look at what he's done in our individual lives, but also in our lives together as one flesh. Yeah. You know, when I think of of marriage and what we're talking about now, I say, oh, the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. You know, you can see God's wisdom in it, why he instituted marriage. It's the first institution, you know, the family, marriage and family, that you can see why the enemy tries so hard 
to divide oh, and to break up and to pervert uh, what God has uh, instituted. And it's like, man, we got to hold on to this. We have to uh, uh, celebrate marriage. Yeah. And we have to just encourage other, you know, married couples. Like, man, you're going to make it. You're going to you know, make you're it. You're going to make it. You know, I just want to say that after the Lord Jesus, you are my pursuit in life. I want to know you. I'm I'm here to here, serve here. you <laughs> and to be your true helper. I really Amen. do love you. Amen. Well, I love you too. Well, this has been the By Design Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us as we have been talking about the sanctifying work of marriage. And uh, we're going to have different hosts that will uh, host the different podcasts. But, man, it's just a pleasure to be here with you. Make sure you check out um, AFA.net and uh, watch for more coming from by design our mission to educate and encourage people to embrace god's design for marriage one man one woman for life